Hey everyone, welcome back to the Afro People Hour podcast. It's I, your host Mireille, and I'm here with my co-host. Hey everyone, the boss here with you. All right, guys. So we are back with another episode of the Afro People Hour podcast, and I. I mean, I have enjoyed doing this so far, but reporting on sad news is just, uh, it just makes me feel sad to report news like this. But let's just go ahead and get over with at this point. Um, Did you hear about the Burkina Faso um, military coup? I'm sorry. This whole time I've been focused on the African Cup of Nations tournament, so... I've been ignoring any other stories from any other, okay. other African nation. Well, What's going on in Burkina Faso? You know, you know where Burkina Faso is, right? Yes, yes. Still a part of the West Africa, Central Africa Yes, it's area. in West Africa. Mm-hmm. So they basically have what we call a coup d'etat. You know what a coup oh. d'etat is? Yeah, I know in Africa that happens a lot. Yeah, so the basically the army is now in charge of the country. Oh, boy. Um. Again, there's a lot of political issues happening, which again we do try to stay away from politics. But to you know, to explain the news, we just kind of need to summarize what's happening. So, the Burkina Faso Special Forces um, basically detained the president, President Kabore, and they dissolved the entire constitution. Isn't that okay. crazy? Okay, why did they? Yeah, like can you can you imagine president? that just happening in the in the Western country, like arresting the president, detaining him, and then saying the constitution is is dissolved. Anyway, so especially I, having that much power just to yeah, take the president out. Exactly. So I mean, first of all, I think that they must have a really great military force to be able to like, I mean, strong military force to be able to like go through this because i know of many african countries that have you know said the same thing want the same thing to happen but it just can never happen just because you know their their military is a lot stronger and and the military honestly i feel like for things like this to happen the military forces have to believe Mm-hmm. that you know doing that is going to help the country because if any other country is trying to do something like this if and if the, and if the military force is not you know, part of it, it's yeah, not part of it, then, it's, mm-hmm. then it's not happening at all. Like there's literally, it's literally not happening. But anyway, I personally was not, you know, up to date with the politics in Burkina Faso, but from my research and what I've been seeing in terms of comments and the news um, from the world, it's basically that there has been growing dissatisfaction in the way the government has been dealing with the threats, you know, mm-hmm. the whole jihadis and ISIS threats that has been mm-hmm. happening since, um, basically since 2015, oh, 2015, wow. 2016. So they haven't decided with that. Um, long story short, they just don't feel like the government has their backs. They want to get back their constitution and fight and protect protect the country on their own terms. So they felt like the president was not did not have the same vision for the country. So not which, only the president is out, but the whole government that just trying to like this, like you said. I mean, from what I'm, like, from what I know, is the president was detained, and the president typically has like, you know, the power to Over the nominees. Oh, exactly. So as far as I'm aware, the president has been detained. Now I don't know, like. What happens next, though? Like, if a country takes over its own government, like, what happens? Do they have to now elect somebody? I'm seeing a lot of, like, journalists from Europe having 
conversations as to like how outraged this is and blah 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 so i'm just like i'm sorry like why do you have an opinion about this like these are african politics so why do you think like how is that affecting you is what my question is um i know the un said a few words about you know that they don't condone what's happened so i'm sure certain organizations that deal with managing intercountry relations have to put their stance out in order not to get into trouble but um i just feel like good to have your opinion but like i'm watching like news uh news on the on tv and seeing like french journalists and just one african journalist debating about if it was right or not right i'm like um excuse you sir like <laughs> why why are you talking about african politics you know Anyway, like said, yes, they also maybe also with like um kind of like uh, financial interest, right? Because you know some of the European countries they help, you know, some of the African countries. So it, like it goes into a whole debate that you know we don't really yeah. Know but the the interesting thing about this is that this has been happening in the past couple. If you want to surround the past couple of years, there's been a coup d'état happening in mostly French uh, French colonies. Mm -hmm. we, need, we need to get uh, shit together. Maybe it's uh. The, the path forward maybe it's not the path forward but either way we need to figure out a solution to move forward and and protect our you know our tribes protect our countries i agree yeah oh my goodness i i'm so sad i know we've been talking about the afcon the african cup of nations and sports camaraderie and the, uh, the lack joy of, sports, of the tournament the joy mm -hmm. and lack of sportsmanship but then this whole week you know another terrible thing happened you know for the first time i mean i know cameroon was trending because of the african cup of nations but not as mm -hmm. much in the you know in the library oh my god cameroon and whatever but like this week on Twitter or like on social media, it was trending like so fast. And unfortunately for the sad thing, you remember what happened with the, um, I don't think it's similar, but you remember what happened with the Travis Scott event where people were trampled over. Oh yeah. Like we discussed last died. time in um, Astro Wall. Yeah. So something similar happened in Cameroon. Oh. Yeah. And it's very yeah. unfortunate. So what happened was the uh, Olympic Stadium in Yaoundé, they were having a match. Um, wait, what match were they playing again? So it was the match of Cameroon versus Comoros. Oh my God, that's an another, that's another topic. <laughs> the round of 16, yeah. Yeah, so apparently during that match, and that stadium holds like, I don't know, 60,000 people. Apparently during the match, um, some people who came a little bit late or who were not allowed to enter the stadium decided to force their way through and, you know, and push through the gates. And apparently they had just blocked all the entrances to the stadium except one. So a lot of people were like, no, I need to go in. I need to get in. So that happened. The gate fell fell over and people were trampled upon. Um, so far, the news has reported that about eight people died. Unfortunately, three of them children. It's just really sad thinking about it. Like, I know we love sports in the continent, but it's no reason for anybody to die or lose their lives over. Like, y'all, please be safe. Events like this, to me, it's just like going to a concert, right? You mm -hmm. go super early by 11 it's a 12-hour event 11 you hang out the whole day the concert happens by the time you get out of the stadium it's literally another three four hours so please just be smart about this and leave early by the way i was talking to i was actually watching the news the other day and i also saw um saw that cameroon was now closing 
schools for half a day um, during the AFCON. So um, that's yeah. the way of encouraging students to, you know, watch the game. I'm like, wow, that's interesting. No, because like um, to go way back, you know, talking about this um, incident in the start, Ole, from the round of um, before the round of 16s in the group stages. So there was a big issue because people were surprised that Cameroon have been waiting for this tournament forever, but then the fields were empty. So to your point about um, them trying to say, let the stop school halfway, let employees try to let their, I mean, employers try to let their employees out early because they were trying to fill the stadium. To that effect, the authorities then said, okay, hey, for this Cameroon game of the round of 16, guess what we should do? Let that stadium, like you said, that can take only 60,000 people. Normally, they said with COVID, it should only be 80% free. I mean, 80% capacity full. But they said, let us make it free just a couple of hours before the game starts. So you can imagine if you're at home and you hear that, hey, this stadium over here is free to enter. Instead of watching the game at home, wouldn't you want to go to the game and watch? Yeah, that's true. I mean, they did a good thing in terms of like wanting to encourage like sports and supporting the teams and, you know, just does the Afghan in general. But, you know, for I think it's just the management of the whole thing. And exactly. it's just very sad. And we wanted to take this moment to send our condolences to the families who've lost people at the stadium. Um, it's very unfortunate um so may their yeah. souls rest in peace Amen. guys like you again it, it cannot be said enough just be careful you really should not be losing your life over entertainment mm -hmm. exactly and that's why that was a big issue because people were wondering where was the controls and security at that point they were saying that if you see that a gate is being flooded by people yeah, when you lock a gate, when people are trying to come in, it makes a big crowd. And that crowd gets now to stumble upon people. So people were climbing on other people. I watched the news yesterday. People are still in the hospital. They couldn't breathe. So they're trying to get them oxygen and different things because oh, wow. they got stamped upon and different things. So the president of the CAF came to Cameroon because he is coming in and out of the tournament. So people were mad about that first. That Why is he not staying in Cameroon the whole time? Yeah, you exactly. Know, he, but, you know, he runs the calf, so he has other things to be doing. But obviously, this is the big tournament for the calf, so he should be there. So he apologized for not being there. And hold on, before you, sorry, sorry for interrupting that thought, but why people were blaming um, Etofis, who is the president of the CAF African uh, Football Federation in Cameroon. Um, now, my understanding is that his role is just to manage the logistics of soccer for the country. Like, what has yeah. he got to do with, like, the security and managing the entry into the stadium? That's a whole different department, right? Right. But like you said, this whole tournament, since Eto became president, thing that happens in Cameroon, they said Blame Eto? Eto's fault. Oh, you my eye. No, my eyes itchy. Blame Eto. Cameroon lost. Blame Eto. Egypt lost. Blame Eto. Oh, my food came late. Blame Eto. Oh, I lost my job. Let's blame Eto. Because remember how we were discussing before how uh, most of the teams get COVID um, pa um, patients, like, you know, they are, they are players, they get COVID. But yeah. people are like, oh, why is that everything that plays Cameroon has players who have COVID? Oh, but then, come on. And the Cameroon team doesn't have COVID. They say it's Eto who is making sure that the people who are testing test the players to get COVID. I'm like, what does that have ridiculous. That? that is so ridiculous. So the, the, so the teams that did not play with Cameroon that still got COVID, how, how did they get COVID? 
that's the debate that people were saying. They were like, okay, yeah, so the other teams that played to and had players who were COVID positive, like Tunisia, why are they not blaming Eto again? They're like, no, but it's kind of funny that every time Cameroon plays like the game against Comoros, remember before the game we we're talking about that the goalkeeper had COVID and some of the players, so they're not going to play. Yeah. So, so Comoros fans were like, huh, this is fishy. Why is it that all of a sudden the Comoros player has COVID but no Cameroon? Okay, so let me ask you this. So the last uh, AFCON was hosted in Egypt, correct? Right. Do you remember? Now, I did not watch that that, uh, that season, but do you remember the same amount of like hate towards the hosting nation? Because I almost feel like because Cameroon is the one hosting, there's just so much negative energy from other African countries for, for the host country. Like, what is the problem here? Are they just like annoyed or biased they don't like cameroon are they financially in their true colors like what is going on because i've never seen this much hate behind the host country i understand the fact of like supporting underdogs of the game but it's like just to go so like vow like the, the vow comments that people are saying i'm like maybe it's just normal normal sports but it's just too much I think also a lot of people are shocked with you know, all of the big teams getting out. So they're saying, oh, yeah, it's Cameroon who was involved with all of this because they're like, how can Algeria be out? Ghana be out? All these big teams are out. Yeah, I keep like, hearing that, you know, this was the worst, you know, Afghan in the history of Afghans. So like, I'm like, okay, well, what made this worse? Because your favorite, your favorite teams did not play well. I'm sorry, your favorite teams don't know how to play on African soil. So go and watch <laughs> them in Europe. Yeah, so that's why Eto had to be stern. He had to put out a statement, a video saying, hey, this is nothing to do with me. I am here as the president of the Cameroon Federation. I take care of the players. We have good security. The players don't go out. Anybody who is coming to see the players are COVID tested. Everybody, even me, I do two tests before I go see the players. And yeah, also, the mm-hmm. um, I mean, let me ask you this though: the federation that's managing the testing of players is it the Cameroon mm-hmm. Cameroon uh, team or is it a team that was appointed by the CAF? Yes, the team is a Unilab. Unilab was appointed by the CAF, so not even the Cameroon team. That's and why Unilab even... and Unilab is from where? Like Unilab, they have them all over the, the world because it's like a big corporation. So I, I think it's the branch in Africa that they use over there. And the so branch in like, Africa, do they have a branch in Cameroon or this is just because I'm trying to be transparent out. as possible because obviously, like, let's not, let's not pretend like bribery and corruption doesn't happen, you know, many parts of Africa. No, if you're playing a tournament and the football federation is in every single African country. Now, the football federation chooses a lab company to do testing for all the players. Why do you think that they're going to say, oh, well, let's make sure that everybody is positive, but Cameroon players are not positive? Like, what do they gain from it? Yeah, like, I'm sorry. Is... Like, even if, like, Cameroon wanted to bribe or anything, like, you don't think that Egypt that has, you know, the, you know, that has money or South Africa that has money, they could have bribed them their way in. Like, that's just, it's just ridiculous. Exactly. And this group is even from Ghana, not from Cameroon. So this group of testers. That's why yeah, even... so they're from Ghana. They could have helped their players. So I'm exactly. sorry. That's why even there was a big shock when, um, you know, they came to Cameroon players. The Cameroon medical doctor said, hey, before you test our players, we have to test you guys first to see if you are COVID negative. Exactly. So they were all like, why are you testing us? That's why they're saying that Cameroon is taking every precaution. That's why we have no players having COVID. But exactly. I'm honestly like, 
people, I mean, in terms of social media, a lot of people have their phones out and like pretty much stalking the players. But exactly. I, 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 I don't see much news about the Cameroon players being out and about like their own strict lockdown. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the other teams, I hope that you guys are doing the same. Don't be blaming Cameroonians or blaming the Cameroon team. No, that, that's absolutely true. Because if you look at all the teams that have had no COVID positive case throughout the tournament, they have followed strict rules. Look at Morocco, look at Cameroon, all those, con- those some countries. They follow strict rules. Morocco players don't leave the hotel. Cameroon players, they don't leave the hotel. So it's like, if you want to have players not being um, COVID affected, they have to follow very strict rules. Those other countries do not have that strict rules. So it affected their players a lot. Yeah, so they blame COVID. They blame the lack of being close to the embassy. They blame the heat in Cameroon. Then they blame uh, witchcraft. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I don't know. Anyway, I just haven't remembered an uh, African tournament that all these complaints has, have come about. Now, I'm just skipping Egypt because Egypt is a, obviously year, year, light years more developed than Cameroon is. But I'm sure the AFCON has been hosted in other African countries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that are maybe similar to what Still Cameroon developing. is or even, even less than where, where Cameroon is right now. So Yeah, Equatorial Guinea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So why is this like, are they just jealous? Like, wh- I'm trying to get an answer from somebody. Like somebody, mm-hmm. if you're listening, you all need to let me know what the beef is. Why are you all so salty? Now, I'm not talking about the game because if I talk about the game, no offense, but Cameroon has been sucking. The way we're playing has been sucking. But anyway, let me reserve my thoughts and uh, let you uh, let our sports correspondent uh, give us the breakdown. All right, my people. Time for the AFCON round of 16 updates with the boss. So we're talking about the Cameroon Comoros game. Now, this was a very big debate because remember, before we went into this game, we mentioned that there's a big issue about the Comoros players having COVID. Yeah. So on the morning of the game, the goalkeeper tested negative for COVID. Okay. So he you played would think then. that he'll be allowed to play, right? Right, right. No. The CAF put a new rule before the round of 16 that on the day you test negative, you still have to quarantine for 24 hours. Yikes. Well, but why yeah. did they make the rule that way? Why didn't they make that rule before the games before the games started in Cameroon? Exactly. Before the the round of 16, the rule was if you test negative, you can play immediately. But then I guess after seeing the analysis of the COVID test of the, from the first round of group stages. They said, okay, in this case now, let's have a player at least quarantine because he might still have the strain in him even though he's negative. Mm. But guess what? The Comoros players blame who? The Cameroon government. That, hey, of this course, is they blame Cameroon for it. Yeah, we blame us. I mean, honestly, though, I don't blame them for actually feeling that way because it just happened right before exactly. the round of 16 where they were supposed to play. And then all, literally, majority of all their players had COVID plus their two goalkeepers. So Exactly. Yeah, so it, was a big it, it just sounds that, very fishy. It's fishy how the goalkeeper is negative. Well, why is today. the calf? Why why can the calf just change the rules like that on the fly? 
because they most um, governing bodies of football even in europe and in america and everywhere they always look at things that are changing then they decide okay what what can we do to make the determinant better so they they have the, the the right to do that but did they make an announcement an official announcement yes. because you know people don't be looking at those things they, they're like now nah, exactly like, there was an official announcement but nobody who is not involved in the tournament did not look at that only the teams looked at it so that's why it was a Whoa, big news that came yeah. out who were like so wait they could have what put it on every news outlet twitter facebook insta cacao talk you know exactly so yeah Everywhere. it was really cr- So then in this game of Cameroon Comoros what score will you give for the game Mire if you just without knowing any of this news if Cameroon is playing Comoros I mean with the way you know they're already down a player the, right. I, mean, I I watched some tidbits of the game so it's kind of hard for me to make to make the analysis since I kind of know what the results are already but obviously anybody who did not know you know the two teams we see okay Comoros is down a player Cameroon will definitely like smash them like the way we snap we smash Ethiopia right right so that's why you said down a player that even happened but during the game because the first thing was they had a few player like their left back a defender play mm-hmm. in the goals that's the first thing since they had incredible. no goalkeeper and then the second nine minutes into the game a player from Comoros got a red card So now they are down 10 players plus a defender playing in goals. So everybody in Cameroon started celebrating that like we are going to win 4-0, 4-0, which means 4-0. Yeah. They were they were so happy this is it. We're going to easily win. But this game was a total than what anybody expected. Comoros team was playing better than the Cameroon 11 players. That's so embarrassing. This was the yeah. biggest game for the Cameroon goalkeeper because in the past games they've been complaining about he did not do well but this game if he was present we would have lost this game like is Comoros Cameroon and are we Comoros like, I'm telling you so the confusing. country where nobody even knew where you know most people don't know where it was is like beating one of the top the countries in the top three right top three of the afcon yeah so it's, I, I, i don't i don't blame honestly i don't blame the feedback from what people because I watch um some highlights from the game and just seeing mm-hmm. the way they played and then it's like they were just the underdog team and with anything in life people always root for the underdog like they played with 10 players and exactly. a goalkeeper that was a player so it's just like wow yeah because it's so crazy because some of the saves he make he saved them with his legs you know because he's used to being a defender so he would be jumping but then he would throw his leg out there so he can hit it like It was comical, but it was really like a brave thing for the goalkeeper to be a defender and doing so well. Yeah. You would think that they would have more shots on somebody in the goal who is not really a goalkeeper. You shoot more at the goal. Exactly. Without Abubakar, we would have lost this game because he scored the winning goal. So yeah, I first. mean, after this game, right, I, I just feel like to be like pessimistic here, but just seeing the way things are going, like, hey, Comoros, and we could not even like, <laughs> smash them so i'm sorry like we we don't have this one you have to be optimistic nah, they say, nah, 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 they nah, say nah, learn nah, from nah, your nah, mistakes nah. right no but i think that they, <laughs> if you're looking at the completion of all their gameplays even from the, the opening game you know I, i feel like the teams that we've met or that cameron has met has not been like strong like really strong teams hey. Yes, we've been lucky so, direction. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's why I'm right now in this like key in this elimination round. 
Comoros did not whoop our asses because this is the round round that was uh, sudden death, right? Once you yes, lose your game, you're you're out. Yeah, so that was crazy, and that only by a little score of two to one. And the one score from the Comoros was a fantastic goal. We have to give them that was a beautiful kick, free kick. Yes, good for them, but. Let's see what they do in the next round. Even though they're going to, when, when is the next? When is the next game? Next game is on Saturday. The next game we talk about there was Guinea Gambia. So Gambia won by a score of one to zero. These are two mm. nations that put a big surprise in this tournament. Because you know, people I wonder, expect would Gambia ever face Senegal? That's not going to happen now because they're going to face the Cameroon. Because Senegal is on the other side of the group, so if ah, they face, okay. I wonder if, gonna... they, if they did it that yes. that way. Because you know, you know, the Gambia is actually, in terms of the map, the Gambia is literally a country inside of Senegal. Physically, when you're looking at the map, even though though they're a country on their own, a separate country. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how how they uh how they make those logistics in terms of like teams. Yeah, it's really interesting because, like you said, some players can play for Senegal that come from Gambia, or some players can play for Gambia that come from Senegal because That's crazy. It's all, like you said, all in one. Burkina Faso, as you discussed before, in a different term, advanced to the next round of 16. The big surprise of this round was Nigeria versus Tunisia. Nigeria won a group stage match. That was the only team that played very well in the group stage and won all their games. Yeah, they so, were the top of the first team. So Exactly. Everybody was uh, expecting them to win easily. But they were not counting on a surprising Tunisia. And Tunisia won by a score of 1-0. to zero. Wow. Niger- what did they blame this time? Because the referee gave the, a player from Nigeria a red card. So they played with uh, 10 players. Well, That's why- not the whole game because Tunisia was already leading 1-0 before the player got the red card. But, but how can you know a team how, win, how can a team go from winning all their games and uh, being the top team in the first rank of games to But you see that's the beauty of this tournament if you're in a, in a knockout stage there's no room for error so if you that's make one true. silly mistake like you're Nigeria out. make with that goal and you're out so that's what it was really surprising in this round that Nigeria which was a big favorite is out that's unfortunate because, you know, Nigeria is a neighboring country to Cameroon and I'm sure it was easiest for people in Nigeria to come over since we're, they're pretty close. So I'm sure yes. they're, all, they're all back now. To- yeah, because one of the biggest fan groups, every time there was a big game, you could see, especially in Garoua, because Nigeria had all their group stages game in Garoua. Still with Nigerian fans, they were packing the fields, packing the, the roads. Yeah, Nigerians have a lot of, they have a large population, so I'm sure they filled that thing up. But now exactly. that Nigeria is out, they're like, pop, we're out. The next game I want to talk about is Senegal. This was also a very surprising game because Senegal has a tournament favorite. But do you know how many goals in the first round that they scored? No. Nope. In all their three games, they scored just one goal. Yeah. Isn't that so, crazy? Uh, that's crazy. They won one game and drew two games. But it took two cuts for Senegal to even win this game. The goalkeeper that's had crazy. a red card and a defender and a player the had a red card. The goalkeeper had a red card. How is that possible? Because he came out to get a ball and Sadio Mane, the Senegal star, was coming for the ball too. So he headed the head of Sadio Mane and mm. it caused like a concussion. Normally, when a player falls down with a concussion, he should leave the game. But Sadio Mane stayed in the game. And he scored 
the winning goal. After he scored that goal, he fell back on the still confused. He had a concussion hmm. and, they let, and they let him play the game because they're having the interest of the winning the game than caring about the health and safety of the player. Yeah, that's not good. So Senegal won that game 2-0. to zero. The next game too was Morocco against Malawi. This one, no big surprise, Morocco wins. Malawi played very well. That's why this tournament, we need to give a round of applause to all teams that gave us because they beat big teams and they give the big teams a challenge in every game. So it makes mm. it very entertaining. Interesting. Yep. Now to the moment of the hour, Mire. Oh so, my God. <laughs> before this game, if you had met Cameroonian fans, who do you think they'll be supporting between Ivory Coast and Egypt? Ivory Coast, of course. Exactly. Ivory Coast. They are like they're like our brothers. Well, exactly. West Africans, yeah. There you go. West Africans plus. Egypt is our arch nemesis because Egypt has the most trophies over Cameroon. Mm -hmm. So you would think everybody will be for Ivory Coast. No, not today. But guess what happened after the game Cameroon versus Comoros? (laughs) Ivory Coast fans were all praising Comoros. Like, wow, Comoros team is so good. They did so well. And their big star, DJ Drogba, instead of saying congratulations, congratulations to Cameroon for qualifying for the next round, he still said, congratulations to Comoros for a brilliant, exciting game. And well, almost I mean, okay, so here's Cameroon. the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Now, that's a bit much. Like, I understand that, you know, Comoros, like, played really well. And I don't think he was wrong in congratulating Comoros, but he could have still put the congratulations to Cameroon. You know, Comoros did an amazing job. The game was great, but... The whole one-sided thing of not even acknowledging Cameroon at all is like exactly. Ew. So that's all. Most Ivorian fans, nobody wanted to acknowledge Cameroon. They were instead complaining about Cameroon is doing a bad job organizing the tournament. Cameroon is doing this, that. Yeah, we even had an update from a correspondent in Cameroon as to why. Because it was so funny before the game started. I saw like a lot of Cameroonians like wearing the 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 Egyptian uh or the or the Egyptian. Yeah, they're wearing the Egyptian jerseys and like chanting and even learning the anthem of Egypt just so that, you know, Ivory Coast can get get to stepping and pack this stuff. All right, well, <laughs> let's see what our correspondent from Cameroon had to say about this. So remember how they, all, they keep blaming Cameroon that we cheated, whereas the CAF team of medical professionals are not only Cameroonians, they're people from different teams, and that team was chosen by the CAF team, not Cameroon. So that's not a thing that we lie that people have COVID or never had COVID. When we see some of these teams, when they finish um, celebrating, they go and hang out in the clubs, but Cameroon never played all those friendly matches before the court, they're protecting themselves. Now they can say that, yes, Cameroon had advantage over Komoro, but saying that we cheated, Cameroon may not be playing his best game, but at least now, yes, Comoros had a disadvantage. They played well, better than us. But to say that we cheated with the COVID and everything is not true because Cameroon has always been a good team. Then when Ivory Coast was playing the last time, Cameroonians were packed on the field supporting them. What are you saying? No, Ivory Coast is like a brother to Cameroon. We're all like West Africans or Central Africa. We're all like one. So they were supporting them a lot. Like, trust me, when Ivory Coast was there, Cameroon was there for them. 
suddenly when it's accusing us, all the other things, some other things are keeping quiet. I because mean, one said yes, Cameroon are cheaters, wait, wait, see. So if you see videos everywhere when they, the Arico bus was even passing, Salopa, this, that, that's why everybody started supporting Egypt. If you, if you see that videos trend that Cameroon are even learning the Egyptian anthem, and of course, um, Liverpool fans love Mohamed Salah, <laughs> even people are not football fans, they're supporting. Because people loved Arico, Arico's like built or not, they, they call them Judas Iscariot, that's why. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the update from our correspondent, Cynthia. Thank you for sending in that uh, uh, update to us. So it's so funny how to call it the Judas Iscariot. But one thing I've come to know is just that, you know, Cameroonians, like, we're a lovely nation and we welcome everyone. But uh, we remember anytime you betrayed the country. Oh, absolutely. So, <laughs> and especially when it comes to sports, like, hey, don't play. Don't play, bro. But you know what? What all these countries should do, they should just need to stay out of it and don't stop putting in their two cents. You know, it's all some people in South Africa. I'm like, South Africa, you're not even in the game. Why, why, why are you talking? Like, yeah. why, why are you having a comment on this? Like, there were videos of everybody in the stadium. They were jumping and celebrating like they won the walk. Every course, I'm I like, know, but then, but, but then, what? but now they're being so excited that they're going to you know, their biggest competition, bye bye. their biggest competition <laughs> is still in the game. So it's like, exactly. it's like exactly. they, would, they would rather lose to Egypt than have Ivory Coast get the chance to play, to play them just because they betray Ivory Coast betray them. I don't see Cameroon as number two even. So no, 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 <laughs> I'm, no. And I'm sorry. We are going to believe to the end. Anybody that's not first place is a loser. So everybody else is a loser besides the winner at the end. What else happened next uh, in the game? Yeah, so, so like I mentioned, Ivory Coast and Egypt went to penalties and Egypt won and then to the next round. The other game that happened was Mali. The same thing happened. 0-0 zero, zero game. But these were some two exciting 0-0 zero, zero games. And it went to penalties too. And... A surprise nation, which was the biggest shocker, Equatorial Guinea, went through over Mali. That's so, crazy. So, so, yeah, this was an interesting round of 16. But coming in the quarterfinals on Saturday, 10 a.m., Gambia against Cameroon. Ooh. My prediction, I'm going to hope Cameroon does it now and play a fantastic game, winning by two goals to zero. Well, you, dream, cannot say, right? you, you cannot say your prediction and then you say you hope. When you're predicting, you need to be confident. Say it with your whole chest. My well, prediction I say... is Cameroon is going to win 3-0 or <laughs> the Gambia is going to win, you know, 1-0. I can say that with the way Cameroon has been playing. So that's why I'm just like, hopefully, and I predict 2-0. <laughs> that's what I can go with. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I, do, I don't have any hope at this point because and it's not just because of the way Cameroon has been playing. It's also because a lot of the countries that we, we've not recognized as, like, strong football nations have been, like, really killing it this whole tournament. So you cannot predict and say, oh, my goodness, like, for sure Cameroon is going to win because I'm exactly. sorry, like, after what Comoros has done, the Gambia you know, Burkina Faso, all these other, you know, teams, so. Exactly. After the game, 1 p.m., Burkina Faso versus Tunisia. I predict a score of Tunisia 1, Burkina Faso 0. 9 a.m., Egypt versus Morocco. Hmm. You know, you know where I'm going with this, Mireille. You know where I'm going hmm. with this. Morocco all the way. 
Morocco. Why? You don't like no, you don't like uh, no, 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 Well, it's okay. Morocco doesn't have a lot of trophies, so they have like one trophy. So I would prefer Morocco to beat Cameroon in the finals than Egypt beating Cameroon again. Mm. So, so there Morocco are a lot of, Egypt, a lot of North African countries left, huh? Like there is still there Morocco, three of to them. Tunisia, and Egypt. Three of them, Morocco, Tunisia, Egypt. West Africa, we have Cameroon, Burkina Faso, Senegal, Equatorial Guinea. So we have more. Do they put West and Central together? You know, technically Cameroon is like in between the two. We're both West and Central, even though most of the country physically is in Central. But this is crazy that the East and South are not really... Because we have yeah, Gambia, Burkina Faso, Cameroon, Senegal, Equatorial Guinea. In sports, the uh, East and South Africa have not really been... Besides, besides South because, Africa, yeah. which I'm surprised right. that they're not even they're not even like in this tournament. Yeah, that was a big shocker when they did not qualify. Mm. Oh well. And then the final game of the quarterfinals is Senegal versus Equatorial Guinea, which I predict of a score of 1-0 because Senegal never scores. <laughs> I changed my mind. I will say 0-0 and it goes to penalties and Senegal wins in penalties because they can never score in a regular game. <laughs> <laughs> That's so messed up. They never score. So basically, with this round, the rules are the same. The 16 was that, you know, you guys play the game. And then um, if it's 0-0 zero, zero by the end, you guys go to penalties. No, right. no, no, no. After, you play, no, you play extra time. But how do they right. add the extra time? The extra time is when people are, are getting injured. People are falling out. People are like, they're giving the red card. So they're adding all those times, the, those extra minutes spent. No, that's different. In this case, you have a whole 30 minutes set up after the 90 minutes of the first of oh, the Oh, so it doesn't matter. It's just 30 right. minutes for everyone. Exactly. But then but then when in what game would they count like okay, we are like or is that is that always the case in uh, in football where it's always 30 minutes regardless of what? Some tournaments do it differently where they don't put extra time. They go straight to penalties. But okay. in this calf tournament, the calf. Decided. So if you in the calf tournament, if you guys play uh, now, this is not for the first round, the second round, the third rounds. Exactly. Yeah. First round is just the group stage match. Group so stage. yeah, that one. Exactly. So in this yeah. remaining rounds, now you play together. If the score is zero zero by the ninetieth minute, mm -hmm. um, then it goes to a th an extra thirty minutes of gameplay. Now, is it? Whoever scores first wins, or whoever scores the most wins in that. Who scores the most in, in that 30 minutes? Okay, so it's still just an, a, a prolongation of the game. And exactly. then, if by that 30 minutes the, the score has not yet been, um, you know, has not changed, Settled. then you now mm -hmm. go to penalties. And penalties mm -hmm. is whoever scores the most out of what three or out of what five out of five. Okay, yes, exactly. That has to be nerve wracking, man. Exactly, yes. That's why you don't want your country to be involved in it because your heartbeat, especially my heartbeat, whenever I watch Cameroon penalties, I cannot sit down and watch it. I have to go to the room and come but back But I think out. we're I think we're good with penalties. Uh, I, I, you never is not injured. Because at this point, that's what we've, most of our uh, wins are probably from penalties at this point. You never know. Penalty is sometimes luck, so it's very crazy. Mm, okay, well, great. So these are some exciting up and after this round we'll have more updates again from the quarterfinals all right wow thanks so much for that breakdown Danny. 
Amire, before we go, I want to just talk about something important to notify from what happened in the incident in Olimbe. So they have canceled all the games moving forward from the start Olimbe. Mm. Now they, they didn't so say the anything so about the, the Olimbe is the stadium in Yaoundé, which is the capital city of Cameroon. Where the incident happened. Yeah, where the incident exactly. happened. Exactly. So they're so they're doing investigations about why security was not present and helping that situation. So they've cancelled the, any games further in that stadium. So all the games have stadium, the Amadou Ayujo Stadium, still in Yaoundé. But normally the final is supposed to be in that stadium. So oh, wow. we don't we don't know if it's gonna happen there. Yep. Well, they can. They have other games, stadiums. They can play in Douala. They can play in uh, Limbe. Well, <laughs> why? Now they say they're complaining about the start stadium quality in the stadium in Douala. So after this quarterfinals round, no more game in the stadium in Douala. <laughs> so exactly. So we're gonna have one stadium in Yaoundé, Bafou left <laughs> okay so where is this Cameroonga and gambia game happening in the stadium in douala that after this game there's no more game in that stadium but why <laughs> didn't they now change the stadium because soon gambia is gonna lose and say well you exactly. guys exactly and that complain game. there you go but at this point like Cameroon said, cannot complain because like they're like it's we your, cannot it's win your stadium it's you guys. <laughs> we cannot win because anything we say they'll be like you guys were favored so there's no winning yeah anyways uh, you guys just let, anyway i'm looking forward to this ending and you know i hope that you know there's no more tra uh, tragedy and they figure out what happened with the logistics and because it's just really sad I, I mean i'm kind of embarrassed just to hear that you know things went all all right and people lost their lives and um did he ever come out if you know the actual identities or actual uh, countries where these people were these all Cameroonians that died? Yeah. Uh, do it, all Cameroonians. Okay. Anyway, majority mm -hmm. of people going to the stadium are Cameroonians, anyways, because a lot of people are not gonna fly all the way from their countries to come to Cameroon, especially Plus, is not that playing, was a so. Cameroon Comoros game. You know, Cameroon was involved That's in the true. game. That's true. So it was yeah. mostly Cameroon people. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, I was just thinking in sense of like it was a somebody from another country imagine sending your son or your your kids or your husband or your wife to go watch the game and then they don't come back that's just sad so that's it for today but before we wrap up danny what is our proverb for tonight si tu n'es pas le gagnant tu es le premier perdant which means mm. if you are not first you are just the first loser <laughs> okay don't say Cameroon will lose because we don't want to be the first loser. We want to be... I mean, well, technically, we're not going to be the first loser because other teams lost before us, so... Yeah, but second place is the first loser. I don't know. I think we need to make a bet. I don't think Cameroon is going to win. <laughs> you you want to make a bet? Cameroon. Me rest, I mean, I was still support. I was still, I'm still <laughs> supporting Cameroon, but I don't have confidence. That, that's my problem. Well, we shall see very soon. All right, well, uh, we're looking forward to the Cameroon Gamba game and all the games that are happening throughout the week. Um, yeah, if you have any questions or you have a topic idea you'd like for us to discuss, send us a DM. You can email us, info at afropeoplehour.com. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Also, we are available everywhere you get your podcasts. It's been your host, Mireille and the boss. We'll see you another time. Bye. Ciao.